0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to today's Accelerate Your Performance podcast. I'm your host, Janet Pilcher. A big thank you to our listeners who have great passion to be your best at work. This podcast is all about actions we can take to improve workplace culture and achieve results that matter. And they are all aligned to our nine principles for organizational excellence. On October 28th and 29th, we're holding a virtual Destination High Performance Conference. I'm thrilled that Quint Studer will join me on stage to engage in conversations about leadership and building vibrant communities. To lead into our conference, Quint will be my guest for one of our episodes each week on Accelerating Performance. To learn more about our upcoming virtual events like Leader Roundtables, What's Right in Education Conference, and Destination High Performance, visit StuderEducation.com slash event. Quint writes a weekly column in the Pensacola News Journal to provide relevant, timeless leadership advice. I've asked him to talk about several of these articles. I've gotten so much from them as I've read them each week. Quint, I've found your articles to be extremely helpful, and you know I have. I text you every now and then to, to, to tell you how helpful they've been to me and, and how useful they are for me to share with others. And so I'm thrilled to have a chance to engage in a conversation with you for several weeks to come about, about your articles.
1: Quint, recently you wrote an article, Good Leaders Choose Character, Not Comfort. This article came at just the right time as I think about leaders having to manage through uncomfortable times. You know, why did, why did you choose to write this article?
2: I think probably, Janet, for me, it was just sort of what's going on outside of even some local issues for me in Pensacola, probably that brought up the fact that, you know, there's times when you have to go with something you believe in, even though you know it's not gonna be comfortable. You know, you're probably gonna get possibly some social media hits. You know, you're gonna get some particular emails that people don't like you at the time. And um, I just was sort of grateful that over the years with my experience, through hit and miss. I've just found that, you know, people have a crossroads. And normally it's a situation, you can either choose what I call character, which is doing sometimes the tough thing, but the right thing, or you can choose comfort. And it comes from dealing with an employee that might not be working out. It might be dealing with an experience that might be working out. I mean, I remember seeing Mark Clement at TriHealth sit down with a family who had lost a loved one in our hospital. And he could have not done that and admit an error, but he did it. He chose character over, over comfort. So it just hit me that we all hit crossroads. But I think if you ask people, Janet, Hey, if you had to choose between character or comfort, what would you pick? They're all going to say character. But I think about 90% of the time people lean toward comfort, but they do it subconsciously or they just rationalize. And in the article, I talk about some of the rationalizations that people convince themselves why they're not doing something, why they're not choosing, they don't call it character. They just don't move forward. They go to maybe a a soft spot to to be. in.
1: Yeah. And, you know, Quinn, I use your, um, your values exercise so much, you know, the one where you're, you'll say, you know, rate yourself on one to 10 on your values and rate yourself one to 10 on how you handle performance issues. And, you know, then basically, you know, you can't, rate yourself more on values and performance issues. And I think that people don't intend to not have values, right? Or character. They just they, they they just don't want to do some of the difficult work that's there. I mean, I use that all the time and it resonates with people. I appreciate the tip a long time ago.
2: Well I, I like that. That's one of my favorite ones too, because I think what happens is people separate character. Um, from something else. And so, for example, on the sample you just gave me, people say, I've never had an organization not say they're an eight on a value, but then I've never had them rank themselves higher than a six on how well do you deal with performance issues. And then I say, well, then you're really not having a performance conversation. You're having a values conversation because if you're not making these tough choices, which are character or value choices, I think those are interchangeable in the article. You're basically not addressing not being fair to coworkers, you're not being afraid to customers or students in your situation or teachers you know i mean you and i go way back i remember doing a, a teacher survey and there was you know what, one one principal that truly every was just horrendous they were ranked like a two on a five point scale And the superintendent had actually named them Outstanding Administrator the year before, because probably because that person sucked up to the superintendent, not not because they were doing it for the teacher. And I remember it took us a long time to convince that person to make that tough decision because he was thinking of his own comfort, how uncomfortable he would be making that decision instead of thinking, well, his goal is to really make the right decision for the staff not for his own comfort level. So I'm a big believer that we have crossroads throughout our life. Mm-hmm. And we sometimes pick comfort um, and we rationalize. And I, I tell about the article, we've all heard it. Why didn't you say something? Oh, I didn't want to step on toes. Well, you know, I, we need toe steppers. <laughs> you know, if, it's make your, if it's gonna make your organization better, if it's gonna help students learn more. It's gonna help the school district be stronger. You got to step on some toes Um, or you got to sometimes not be silent. That's another thing. You know, if somebody says something and you don't speak up, they think you're supporting it. In in the column I write about in um, 2005, 2006, I was involved in a referendum here in Pensacola and, um, you know, it's pretty, a lot of emotions on both sides. And one of my people that actually worked for me came to me to tell me that he was at dinner with him and his wife were at dinner with three other couples. And this one guy was just ripping me. And he was wanted to know, let me know, like, I'm, he's doing his job, let me know how they were ripping me. So I just said, well, gee, when they were saying this stuff, what did you say? And he said, oh, nothing. I mean, I, you know, I don't want to cause trouble. And I said, so well, then you basically sat there and in their mind, you agreed with them. And so I, I think if, if we're going to make a better school district, if we're going to make a better community. We just got to be more courageous.
1: Yeah, I just really respect that a lot. And, and I think people have a difficult time doing just what you talked about in that last summary piece there, because they're just, they really have a difficult time having that conversation with their colleagues when they step out of line. I mean, I just, you know, they don't want to do that because of the discomfort, but it's the right thing to do in the long run.
0: Yeah, I think
2: when you get into the point of, you know, another fun story from the education world is anybody's ever hung out in a teacher's lounge. Yeah. uh, And I remember one of the schools, it was um, February, and the teachers were um, ripping the principal because they were out of red construction paper. And, you know, they were just really on this. How can we not have red construction paper? It's Valentine's. You would think we'd have red construction paper. Boom, 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 boom. Well, one of the teachers said, well, do you think the principal knows we're out of the red construction paper? Well, she'd have to, she'd have to. <laughs> okay, well, I'm going to go ask her. So <laughs> we went and asked her and the principal said, oh, I'm so sorry, we'll get some right away. But that person was courageous enough to say, well, let's go ask her instead of just sitting there. And, you know, I call it the red meat syndrome. It's like, yeah, i <laughs> start, start competing, the pack of wolves. And um, I feel so strongly about this, but it's so hard. You know the story I tell when I was president of a hospital. I don't use me, but it was me, and I had to make a tough decision on the ER group. And I mean, whoa! They put billboards up in the in the city thanking them for their work. Um, they went and tried to get a non no confidence vote at the medical staff meeting. For the 90 days I was there, every medical staff meeting I'd have to hear it. Um, and I don't know if I would have made that decision when I was 25 or 30. I, I I didn't make that tough decision until I was in my early 40s. So this is these are tough. I'm not I'm not saying this is easy. I think what I'm talking about are not the simple decisions, it's the hard ones. You know, when I first got into leadership, I somehow thought there'd be black and white. The world yes. is full of grays when you're into leadership. I've seen it right now. I'm in Wisconsin and I'm seeing you know, I'm reading the local newspapers today, and, you know, uh, should the school open? Shouldn't it open? Mm-hmm. Uh, so the principal feels, yes, 80% of the parents want us to open it. The teachers union is saying, no, the teachers are unsafe. And I mean, these are tough. These are not easy decisions, nor undefeated decisions, nor sometimes is there a wrong or a right. right. Now, sometimes there is, but sometimes mm-hmm little bit more gray. And I think what educators are going through now is probably the most ambiguous era right now, this year, that they've ever been through in their life. And you're just going to have to sometimes take the hits.
0: Yeah.
1: I think that's a, that's why your article resonated with me so much, because that is the conversation. You're not going to make everybody happy. And if you try to, you're going to be, you're going to be miserable. You have to make the decisions that are in the best interest of the students in oh, a way that you think you. is, right?
2: Well, it's cute too because you know if you do make the decision that turns out to be right, you're gonna have all these people telling you they were with you from the beginning. This is just there you go. Saw. And that's <laughs> the other thing, you know, when you're going through tough times, you you've got to be able to push people a little bit. And probably I wrote this article for my own disappointment in Pensacola. We have a 1891 Confederate statue that was put up, and was put up in 1891, which is the Jim Crow era. It was dedicated to white supremacy. That's what the person said when they dedicated it, not Confederate soldiers per se. And so I came out and said, you know, I'm not talking about every monument, but this monument for this specific reason should be removed and nobody needs a 40 foot statue downtown, um, you know, dedicated to Governor Perry who threw blacks out of office in Florida, you know, and and General Lee who, who, left the government united states to fight against it and i was stunned janet when yeah. i contacted what people would say quote unquote community leaders and asked them to come out and be supportive of it how many said oh, i just can't i uh-huh. just can't you know or oh my corporate won't allow me or gee i got business and um it just stunned me it yeah. really just stunned me that more people weren't willing to um step yeah. up
1: i agree when you wrote that article, it was so courageous of you to do, and and so powerful for this community and all the things that you're saying right now. And and um, you know, I I know, and I and I know you probably got a lot of, you know, when you're talking about media and what you get pushed back on and how that can't feel good. I know you probably got a lot of that, and I was just really deep down appreciative of what you did there.
2: Well, that's what really led to this article, but it's 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 the tough spot janet and particularly Mm -hmm. right now every educator's got a a choice where they're going to have to make some really tough decisions and they always do and you know you and i joke sometimes and joke in a way that i I tell people all the time there's certain industries that have a rough time dealing with performance issues and and they're the government you know and nobody's ever gone to motor vehicle department had a bad experience and said i bet you they won't be around much longer
0: Um,
2: it's, it's it's healthcare, which is another scary thing. You know, when we did our study of healthcare workers all across the board, they said eight percent of the people that are currently working with them shouldn't be working there anymore. But but they got them. Is that who you yeah. want your mom being taken care of or your your dad? And then of course the Catholic Church, which I'm Catholic, and so I sort of say that um, they were not courageous enough to deal with tough issues, and they're bankrupting a whole religion. And the other one is education and, and education is not good at dealing with performance issues, which is the toughest thing about leadership. It is, which it, it, it wasn't well, just so I say, isn't that sort of sad? The people that are the guardians of education, spirituality, safety and health struggle with this, but they do Janet in a way because their DNA is also geared to be so helpful. Right. So that's where we get confused because I don't want to give up. I want to help. So it's a tough, if it's a tough road, and that's where you got to hold up the mirror. And I I remember about one story when I was in a hospital, we decided that a nurse manager just had to go, had to go. And so the CNO went up to tell the staff that she was gone. And it wasn't one of those where you give two weeks. It's like, we need, you need to leave now. And she went up and told the staff and and the chief, chief nurse officer was very well liked. And the staff, you could tell, were angry. And she said, "You know, I know you're upset that she's gone." And they said, "No, we're not upset. She's gone. We're upset with you. What took you so long?" <laughs> so sometimes <laughs> people want us to move with character or values. Yes, but we, we just are more comfortable taking the crossroads of comfort. Because I'm, I'm a professional procrastinator. Yeah, and I'll talk to him next week. And, I'll do, I'll deal with it next time. Or um, somebody else can write the viewpoint or the article. So, you know, I, I, I say in the article, people used to come up to me and, and you know, Janet, when we talk about doing keywords at key times mm-hmm. in education, or we talk about making phone calls to parents, or we, we talk about certain things and people come up to me at break and say, you know, I'm just not comfortable doing that. Mm-hmm. And I, I'd say, well, but I, I've looked up the definition of leadership in the dictionary, and it just doesn't say comfortable. All right.
1: <laughs> That's right. You know. That's right. As I think about that, and I I, I really re- resonated with the hold up the mirror uh, tip that you gave to Quint, because in the last two or three weeks, I guess as people are going through the discomfort, I found myself saying things like that, you know, let's think about what does it take for us to hold up the mirror? What does it take for you to hold up the mirror? And Can you can we talk through what that looks like in that way? Because it, there tends to be a shift of blame right now, you know, and, and I don't want to know if I really don't want to take that responsibility. So it's making that an intentional practice, I think. I don't know what you think about that, but I really know that you do that
2: well. I think that's a great gift. I think we have to, but I think it's not only us doing it, but surrounding ourselves with people that care enough about us to help us do it. Yeah. You know, you, you've heard me talk a lot. Maybe you can attach this to the podcast, a little YouTube video by Beth Keen. It's not real long. And she talks about spinach in your teeth. And that if you really love someone, you tell them they have spinach in their teeth. And I know when I have people around me, I will even say to them, Where, what am I missing? What do we need to do here? Where am I going off, off the grid? But we've, we've got to make those, those character decisions right now and just realize it without blaming someone else. I mean, yes. again, I've been reading a lot on education lately and there's no superintendents that carry the action themselves. Then there's those that say, well, here's what the school board says. Here's right. what the school board says. And and you don't want to create a we, they in your organization. We're making the best decision we can based on the facts that we have. And we might change this decision. You know, I've never understood why people got upset with somebody, what they call flip-flopping. I think flip-flopping is good if you have new <laughs> yeah. information. Absolutely. I Absolutely. Mean, if I'm going down a street and I realize it's the wrong way, should I keep going? Cause I don't want to flip flop and go another way. Yeah. But I think and- you have to narrate your your thought process. So yeah, I've, i am I've just been in a way, just amazed at, at some of this. I, I took it out of the story cause it was too, too long. I cut it a bit, but years ago, my brother-in-law, Bill Martin, well, he lives in Chicago and there was a couple, a man and woman fighting on the sidewalk and, Obviously a domestic disturbance and people were either walking around him or circling him while this couple was physically almost sort of wrestling. And he jumped in and broke it up and the police gave him a big award. But the sad part is nobody else was doing that. Yeah. And, and, and if we don't, if we're not courageous enough to say that's not appropriate, you know, that's not right. Or how do you feel about that? We're never going to create a better community. And a school district is a microcosm of the community more than anything. That's
1: right. You know, so as we, as we close today, Quint, and we think about, you know, choosing character and not comfort, you know, what do you leave our listeners with today? You've said a lot and they can take a lot with you, but, you know, what do you leave them with?
2: Well, I think you hit it and we hit it real hard. You got to hold up the mirror and you got to say, you don't want regrets. That's the key thing. And will you regret not saying anything? Will you regret not doing something? And I think you have to think like that, whether it's all sorts of arenas. And I think we have to look at, and what I talk about is if you choose character, I think eventually you will be comfortable because you will know you made the right decision. Ironically, if you choose comfort, eventually you'll be uncomfortable because you know you shoulda, woulda, coulda said something or done something that could have made a difference yeah the second point is to really don't underestimate the impact you can have in people's lives that you know we sometimes just think well, we're not the right person somebody else has to carry this ball that's not true um, you can be the one that makes the difference and i tell the story vanderbilt medical center uh, a friend of mine i happen to know has a daughter she still has very very severe challenges and now she's in her 20s but years ago they took her to vanderbilt to be assessed. And they parked in the parking garage. They went into the medical center and they were scared to death. When they came out, they were still absolutely scared of what was going on, nervous about the diagnosis. And this parking lot attendant came up to them and said, I've been thinking about you ever since you went in there. I want you to know that I've been praying for you. And Jeff Atwood, who's who the person is and his family, and he won't mind me sharing this story, said, that's what made the difference. Now, I have to think of parking lot attendant watching a man and woman with their child coming out of a hospital, sort of knowing, you know, you're not going there for a wellness check. How much courage did it take for them to go up? When I was president of Baptist Hospital, John, a transporter, came up to me and said, are you mad at me? And I was stunned. I said, no, John, why? He said, the other day you walked right by to me. I said, hi, and you didn't say anything back. John did not know I'm hearing impaired and I was not letting people know I can't hear. And so what happened with that is John was courageous enough to confront me on that. And just think how uncomfortable he was though. Am I mad at him? So I see unbelievable character in everyone. And I think people underestimate continuously the impact that their words or their action will make.
1: Quint, thank you for the the conversation today and all the learnings and teachings that we can take with us. I take so many from you, and you know, I, as we connect by phone from time to time, I do that because there's something that occurred during the week that I can say, man, I learned Quint Studer when I was thinking about doing this and what do I do? You know, I, I always think about some things that you taught me along the way, and it's made a difference in my life. So just appreciate the time with you today.
2: Well, Janet, you know, you and I go way back. And, um, you know, I love you. You know, I love your your whole family. Yeah. And more importantly, what you've always done, Janet, is you take things and put them into action. You know, that that's the beauty about what you and Studer Education does. You don't talk about it. You don't philosophize right about it. You literally take things into action. And yeah. that's what we're talking about today. We're talking about taking action, but taking the action that's might be the right thing, but it does not mean it's the comfortable thing. So I'm just grateful to have this opportunity.
0: Yeah, thank you so much. As we leave today, take this with you. People tend to rationalize and choose comfort. And leadership just simply isn't comfortable. And what Quint talked about was choosing character over comfort. So let's choose character because we'll eventually be comfortable knowing we did the right thing. Thank you for tuning in to Accelerate Your Performance. Please share the podcast and make sure you're subscribed. If you're looking for more resources related to today's episode, head over to studereducation.com slash podcast. I look forward to connecting with you next time as we continue to focus on the nine principles for organizational excellence so that we can all be our best at work. Have a great day.